Well, hello. Back. Welcome to another show of Strange Days Live. I am your host, Doc. And it's November 22nd, 2023. 7.04 p.m. Pacific Standard Times. And we're back on live. Took a little break yesterday. Actually, um... Believe it or not, I fell asleep early. Had a long day at work. Give me one second. Sorry, I'm back. Uh, yeah, I was pretty beat yesterday and, um, but here back again today. Hope you guys are doing well. Let's see. And um, welcome everybody to the show. I'm gonna check the online chat. Again, as always, asking if the sound and the volume is correct. If you can reply in the comments, I would appreciate that. All right, we have a. <clears throat> Let me see here. Hey JD, how are you? <clears throat> Just checking the the online community. I think I'm coming down with something. One of my, my kids have been coming down with stuff this week, and I think I finally got it. But thank God we have uh, holidays here coming up in, in the U.S. Tomorrow being Thanksgiving, and I don't have to go to work. I hope you guys are doing well. Everybody's feeling well and ready for Thanksgiving. <clears throat> Let's see here. Um, just posting the number for listeners nine five one one second here. Sorry guys, I'm it takes a it's not that easy when you're trying to run the show on your own. There's a lot of things to do. Um So triple eight zero three one three is the number. Area code nine five one triple eight zero three one three. On our last show, I thought um, we were gonna make our next show available uh, and speak about the the Paulist debt theory, but I didn't have any uh, much time to prepare for that today. So I looked at the calendar, and I, for some reason, I always seem to remember that uh, 11:22 is actually the day that uh, President JFK was. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I can use the word on. Sometimes they ding you when you use the word, but he was assassinated. Um, I know a lot of uh, media, like TikTok and and YouTube, they they avoid certain words, but. There's no other way to say it, you know, JFK was uh, 
I think marks the 60th year of the JFK uh, assassination. And it's always something that it's been intriguing, um, the mystery surrounding the events and also, you know, the lore behind uh, what happened. So among those that, that enjoy the subject of paranormal weird event and um, alternative history loops and it's just strange i think uh, presidential assassinations always bring forth a lot of conspiracies and a lot of stories i'm sure you're familiar with uh, the the movie by uh, oliver stone uh, and also all the document the endless documentaries you know that always talks about conspiracy theories surrounding uh, the death of one of our u.s presidents so i said you know what Let's talk about JFK today, being uh, the anniversary of his passing, and we can live. Uh, we can live. Uh, excuse me. We can let uh, Paul rest for a few days, and then we can always talk back about that. So, um, brief introduction uh, again into the show for those of you that are new listeners. This is a call-in show that aims to replicate a little bit of what Art Bell's uh, shows would provide and that is um, an avenue for the strange and the unusual via telephone conversation so you're welcome to call the number uh, it doesn't have to be about the topic at hand it can be about anything that's questionable mysterious of that you either experience or heard so we're welcome uh, any kind of calls that way we just uh, create a topic in order for the conversation not to uh, run dry and you know not to have to wait all the time until somebody calls and i think eventually over time we'll we'll have enough uh people that will we can have um topics of preference being chosen by the conversations that come on uh that come on in during the the, the telephone uh, lines before right now i just pick the topic uh, which generates interest and then on top of that we sprinkle it with calls here and there Going back to the chat, I appreciate appreciate the, the listeners. We have Rafael Marquez. I haven't seen him in a while. It's funny, I recognize the icons that people have now for their their uh, their names. JD's always been here. I appreciate him um, listening. Thank you. Sounds good. I appreciate that. Tim. Tim is one of our um, one of our listeners that helps tremendously with co-hosting at times, and he brings in a, a nice flavor into the show. And, um, yeah, thank you guys for being here and for sticking to the format and for helping us uh, generate views. And in regards to the channel itself, it's, it's been growing healthily. Uh, every, um, what I do is every live show, I, I, I upload it as a new video, and that's, that's where the majority of the listens come in. Um, but, you know, the majority of the listens come in from, uh, not, not really from the live segment, but afterwards when the shows get reposted. So that makes me happy. It means that people are interested in the topic and they continue to watch. And I'm averaging about 200 listens to 400 listens to the show, which is, it's cool. And that's the aim, right? To create media that's, that's kind of interesting that you can blend in the background and you can uh, get your paranormal fixation on let's see 
perfect. So to you know, given a little background, so um, the assassination of President John F. Kennedy actually occurred on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, in Dallas, Texas. And um, anytime you have an interference on somebody's life, or you have somebody's life cut short, um, whether to be a celebrity or somebody in public office or somebody in general, obviously it generates a lot of interest. Uh, and this particular event is just one of the most significant events in American history. You know, There's thousands of programs that have been created regarding this event. There's millions of books. There's millions of podcasts, broadcasts, what have you, that you can... Um, you can find on this subject because it, it's it's fascinating that um, there's a lot of proof out there for for um, for a conspiracy to have taken place. So I'm just gonna skim through the some of the key facts about the JFK assassination. So the location and the time uh, again, this happened uh, in uh, in Dallas, Texas, in a section of Dallas, Texas called Dealey Plaza, um, around 12:30 p.m. Central Standard Time on November 22nd, 63. Uh, President uh, Kennedy was part of a motorcade uh, parading through the city of Dallas, Texas en route to uh, a luncheon and um, a public speaking engagement. He was uh, traveling uh, along in, the mo in this motorcade uh, along with his wife, uh, Jackie Kennedy, uh, Texas Governor John Connolly and Connolly's wife. Her name was Nellie Connolly and obviously the driver of the vehicle uh, when shots were fired. Uh, the motorcade again was en route from uh, Dallas Love Field, which happened to be the airport at the time, to the Dallas trademark. The shots were fired. This is now the official story, How the if you were to look at the official story, uh, how the official story is written. So uh, the shots were fired from a sixth floor uh, window of the Texas School Book Depository which was a building located within the Daily Plaza complex um, where Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, who's been named as a lone assassin, was located at the time. After the events, uh, you know, gathering all information and, uh, and ass assessing the case, bringing off uh, public uh, viewer, public uh, witnesses along with uh, with artifacts um, there was there was a commission created in order to come to a conclusion of what had happened uh, the commission is called the Warren Commission it's a government investigation uh, and it was led by Chief Justice Earl Warren which happens to be uh, you know carries the name of the Warren Commission under him and this was actually uh, like I said it was established to investigate what what really did occur and um, whatever determinations they came they, they came to uh, became the explanation that we have until this day. The commission's uh, final report was actually published in 1964, so they had about a year to work on this. And uh, they concluded that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone in the assassination of President Kennedy. A little bit about Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, he was um, arrested shortly after the assassination and on November 22nd, and was uh, charged with the murder of President Kennedy. He was also accused of killing a Dallas police officer, J.D. Tippett, 
a few blocks away from the school park depository. Also was arrested, but was uh, was arrested. He was held for about 12 hours or so. But the next uh, the next day, he was shot and killed on live TV by nightclub owner Jack Ruby. Actually, two days later, so he was held in custody for two days. And as they were transferring him um, out of the station, the police station, into another into another building, um, he was assassinated himself in a parking lot. Again, doing a live broadcast. So some of the controversies and conspiracy theories uh, that surround this whole case are that uh, despite the official conclusion of the Warren Report, uh, the JFK assassination as a subject of numerous conspiracy theories and controversies, some theories suggesting that uh, there were multiple gunmen or that the government agencies were involved in a huge cover-up. This is uh, the first um, and only presidential assassination uh, in the U.S. to date to be actually filmed. It was uh, filmed by a man named Abraham Sapruder, who happened to be a bystander in the early plaza that day. He was able to capture the assassination on film using an 8mm home movie camera. The Sapruder film has become one of the most famous pieces of evidence in the case. Uh, there's also uh, what it's called a magic bullet theory. So the Warren Commission's reports included the single bullet theory, uh, which proposed that one bullet struck both President Kennedy and Governor Connolly, despite their position in the car. This theory has been the subject of much debate and controversy. It basically stems that one bullet was able to, I think it was able to penetrate the President uh, of the United States uh, like four times and then Governor Connolly another four times. And uh, then the bullet, when it, you know, when it was recovered, it, it was pretty much intact. So it created a lot of damage, but at the same time, the bullet seemed not to have suffered much damage itself. And as you know, when bullets hit um, their objects or their targets, they, they, they some of them become completely uh, disintegrated. So again, the official conclusion, uh, based on the evidence, was that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Um, so. This is kind of everything uh, in regarding to, to that particular event in a nutshell, okay? And uh, obviously, we can spend 50 days here discussing the, the findings, but we're just gonna focus on the little unknown, uh, unusual uh, things that, that, that occur to it. Hey, George, how are you? Yes, definitely, Tim. If you want to chime in in a few minutes, uh, we can kind of go at it together. Um, and, and then, yeah, we'll definitely, um, it's a huge subject, so I just wanted to just talk about a few things that, that uh, either make me think twice about it or, or um, some things that really have some credence to the, to the JFK conspiracy. The funny thing is that um, next year in the U.S. we're going to have uh, we're having our presidential elections, and, and uh, JFK's uh, 
nephew, Robert Kennedy Jr., the son of uh, Robert Kennedy, is actually running for um, for the presidency, and he uh, he actually believes that there's uh, overwhelming ev evidence against uh, the official report. <coughs> Excuse me. So it would be interesting if he ever if he ever became president. Um, if he would, he would, he would be able to sort of divulge that information out. But who knows? Um, so going back to uh, some of those things that might lend some credence to the to the fact that this could have been. Our conspiracy theory. Well, we're gonna go to. Um, I'm gonna read a little piece here. Uh, there was a, an interesting gentleman named John Charles McAdams, who was uh, an American conservative and associate professor of political science at Marquette University. Uh, this, uh, according to him, he said that the greatest and grandest of all conspiracy theories is the Kennedy, Kennedy assassination conspiracy theory. That was a quote that this professor made. Um, other people have also referred to as the mother of all conspiracy. Uh, author David Kujeski uh, described Kennedy's assassination enthusiasts as people belonging to conspiracy theorists and other side of the bunkers. So there's both camps. There's obviously there's two camps to this, you know. Um, and there's a like I said, there's there's a lot of a lot of people that have spent their entire life. Um, Thinking that there was much more to the official story, uh, they've they've done public opinion polls recently, and uh, they've consistently shown through the years that most Americans actually do believe that there was a conspiracy to kill Kennedy. Um, the National Opinion Research Center conducted a 1,300 uh, in-person interview between November 63 and December, uh, November 26, 63, and December 3, uh, 3rd, 63. And found at that point, you know, recently, right, right after, um, pretty much the incident, that sixty-two percent of people believe that there was actually others involved in the assassination. Uh, so it was a sixty-two to twenty-four percent, and this is, you know, within days. So they didn't have much information of conspiracies back then, but they believe that uh, there was definitely more than just a lone assassin. Now, the views of the family and those close to, to Kennedy have also chimed in on this. Uh, Ted Kennedy, uh, who happened to be uh, the youngest brother of, uh, of JFK, wrote that he had been fully briefed by Chief uh, Justice Earl Warren during the initial investigation. And he himself, Ted Kennedy, said that he was satisfied with the Warren Commission. And he states that he got it right, that the Warren Commission got it right. Um, his middle brother, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, was a strong advocate for the accuracy of the report itself. Uh, and it was his belief that upon the discussion that he too accepted the commission's findings. So you have two strong uh, family members tied to JFK who were actually happy with the conclusion, conclusion of, the, of the findings themselves. So there's, a, there's some alleged inconsistencies that have been reported. Uh, numerous researchers, including uh, author Mark Lane, 
um, and Harold Weisberg have referred to what they see as inconsistencies, uh, oversights, exclusions of evidence, error, and changing stories as part of the official Warren Commission, um, or changes actually made to witness testimony in the official Warren Commission investigation, which they said could suggest a cover-up. Uh, Walter Cronkite, who happened to be a, a CBS news anchor for many, many years, um, very famous, um, had uh, said the following statement, although the Warren Commission had full power to conduct its own independent investigation, uh, it permitted the FBI and the CIA to investigate themselves, and so cast a permanent shadow on the answers. So there were some biases there on the way that um, investigations should be should should be uh, concluded. There's allegations of witness intimidation, and there's also been uh, witnesses to the assassinations of uh, their own death, which you know lends to a lot of of weird weirdness surrounding it. There's uh, the suppression of evidence. There's ignored ignored testimony. There's uh, a lot of stories about confiscating film and photographs of people that were there. There's uh, still actually withheld documentation from the incident itself. There's uh, tapering with evidence. There's photographs that have been proven to be, uh, have been tapered with. And uh, there's people that have, that, were, that actually were able to witness the, to witness, to watch the Zapruder film uh, prior to it being um, dispensed, if you will, to the general public. And they said that they, they viewed a completely different film and that the film itself has been tampered. There's also fabrication of evidence as far as uh, fabrication of the, the, the murder weapon. Um, the Warren Commission found that the shots that killed Kennedy and wounded, and wounded uh, Governor Connolly were fired from uh, an Italian um, uh, Manlicker Carcano rifle uh, owned by uh, Oswald. And uh, Deputy Chief Eugene Boone and Deputy Constable Seymour Wingspan both initially identified the rifle found in the Texas School Bark Depository as a German Mauser rifle. So you have a discrepancy of the kind of the rifles that was owned by the shooter and the one found itself at the Texas Book School Depository. Um, you know, there's, there, there's just millions and millions of things that, that don't add up. Also, a bullet in cartridges. The Warren Commission determined that three bullets were fired at the presidential motorcade on the day of the assassination, and one of the three bullets missed the vehicle entirely. Another bullet hit uh, President Kennedy and passed through his body before striking Governor Connolly, and the third bullet was a fatal headshot to the president. So you have one bullet that missed, one bullet that hit two people, and then one bullet that de delivered the final blow. So some people claim that the bullet that passed through the President Kennedy, Kennedy's body hit Gover, uh, Governor Connolly, the, they dubbed this one the, the magic bullet, uh, which was missing too little mass to account for the overall weight of the bullet fragments later found by the doctors who operated on Connolly at Parkland Hospital. So Governor Connolly actually had remnants of the bullet itself in, the, uh, in, them, in him. Um, so there's a discrepancy of bullet weight those market mar markings uh, this claim included the government the, the governor's chief surgeon dr. Robert Shaw as well as two of Kennedy's uh, autopsy surgeons commander James Humes and lieutenant colonel Pierce however um, in his book six seconds at Dallas 
author Josiah Thompson took issue with this claim. Uh, Thompson added up the weight of the bullet fragments listening to the doctor's report and concluded that the total weight could have less than the mass missing from the bullets. So another, you know, we have a, another uh, report contraindicating that. There's uh, Hollywood allegations of multiple gunmen, right? Um, the war information concluding that the three shots were fired uh, from the Texas School Book Depository in a time period ranging from approximately 4 to 4.8 to an excess of 7 seconds. Uh, some, some assassination researchers, including uh, Josiah Thompson and Anthony Summers, dispute the commission's finding. They point the evidence to bring into question the number of shots fired, the origin of the shots, and basically Oswald's ability to accurately fire three shots in such a short amount of time from such a rifle, thus lending credence to the belief that there were, must have been multiple gunmen out there. So there's, you know, the evidence both for and against um, the lone gunman theory, they just start adding up and stacking up, and so it gives more credence to a possible second shooter. And if you have a second shooter, uh, then you have a you create a you, you create a conspiracy there because the actual report that we got it's not an accurate report. I'm typing. Uh, the other one is the, the multiple gunshot. There are some eyewitnesses and experts have questioned the number of gunshots heard during the assassination. Some eyewitnesses claim that they've heard way more shots than just the three shots that are uh, accounted for. Um, a lot of most people believe that there's some shots uh, coming from an area that was uh, in front of the motorcade known as the Grassy Knoll. Uh, many conspiracy theories focus on this area in the Ely Plaza, suggesting the shots may have come from there. Some witnesses report hearing shots from that direction, so that leads credence to that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Going back to the Sapruder film, um, has been um, some research claim that the film shows evidence of multiple gunmen. I've never personally heard this before myself. Th there is an interesting, um, there was a, and you can see all these videos on YouTube, th there are some interviews done to some railroad workers that happened to be uh, at the at Dealey Plaza and they, they were actually watching the, the motorcade from the, if you, if you look at the video, uh, there was um, a, a tunnel Right, um, right as you exited Dealey Plaza, and uh, above the tunnel, I believe there were some railroad tracks, and so there had been some workers that um, were witnessing the the motorcade from from the railroad tracks vantage point, which would have been probably um, thirty to forty feet, and they said that they uh, they were the closest one to the area of the um, 
of the grassy knoll, which happened to be uh, a parking lot, and they, they claimed that they heard, uh, not only they heard shots coming from that area as well, but they actually saw puffs of smoke uh, in that area. Uh, Oswald's motive has also been uh, questioned. Um, some conspiracy theories argue that uh, Oswald had no real motive, or that he might have been manipulated by others to conduct the assassination. Uh, the gentleman who ended up killing uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was named Jack Ruby. Uh, he was a nightclub owner in the Dallas area. And um, Jack Ruby's killing of Lee Harvey Oswald just two days after the assassination have also led to suspicion of a cover-up or silencing a potential witness, which would have been, uh, you know, Oswald himself. Ruby's connection and motivation have been the subject of speculation as well. Uh, there's also been claims about involvement of, uh, of government agencies and um, there is audio recorders, audio recording of the event itself, and there's some so there's some acoustic evidence uh, from that day that suggests the presence of multiple gunshots, uh, potentially from different directions. And this is very crude technology. You know, you're talking about 1963. A lot of people didn't own um, any recording devices, but um, you know, you had your. I mean, think about. 20, 30 years ago, the capabilities of ha o o owning, um, 40 years ago, of owning um, like a, something to, to record or, or, some or some device that you could take that would, uh, would be audio or video recorder. So let alone in the 60s, it would be more, more scarce. So, the, you know, you could take a tape recorder. Uh, there was a, I think there was a recording coming in from one of the, one of the secret service or the, uh, actually a policeman, I think, he had his, the, you know, they use a radio to communicate with each other. There was a, one, one policeman left his, um, his communicating device on and, uh, that was able to record the event. So it was very scarce, but we do have the capability to analyze all these things that were recorded. And, um, yeah, so it's very interesting, everything that's. That's gone on with JFK. So I'm going to go back to the chat and let you guys go to see if you guys can post into the chat about um, if you guys have any any beliefs or, or what are your your thoughts on the um, what are some of the things that stand out for you mostly uh, if this were, if in fact you believe that this was a conspiracy what what are some of the things that um, that have stood out to you. You can either call or you can uh, post in the in the chat uh, section in order to be able to discuss. And I'll, I'll be looking for some compelling, f you know, uh, facts here. But what are some of the things that have that, that you've uh, studied that will make you think twice about the, the official uh, report?
So it's still a little bit slow as far as the replies coming in from the from the chat. But I'm sure you guys have heard uh, or have your own theories behind this. We're getting a call here. Hello? Call from Tim. To accept, press one. Descent. Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for joining in. I appreciate it. Yes, I sir. I think I'm coming down with something, so I. Excuse me if I've been sorry if I've been you kind sound of like it. yeah if I've been sniffling. No, what's you're going? Fine. That's how I sounded the other day. Remember, <laughs> I wasn't. I, I thought I was coming down with something the other day, and I feel better now. But I had the same sniffles. Yeah, what's going on? The last show you did. Well, I got a few things. I, I wrote, you know, I wrote down and that I recall. Um, you know, we've done this topic a few times. It's a it's a fun topic to um, discuss. And one thing that we should start off with is the term conspiracy theorist was coined from this incident itself. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm sure that's you could look that up and it would tell you. So they what happened and this is where I kind of come in is like we never mentioned when you mentioned the Warren Commission we never mentioned two of the big wigs that were uh, involved, or a few of them that were involved. Uh, that being J. Edgar Hoover. Sure. Um, sure. At the time, he was the head of the FBI. Right. Um, of course, George Bush, and that's more where I was going to hit. You know, at the time, he was in the CIA. Um, he was part of the Iran Contra. Yes. Um, and his connection to Felix Rodriguez. I don't know if you're aware of. I am. Of him. And I am. So and you, obviously um, Oliver North. What's up? You are you comfortable? Uh, do you have like? Can you just briefly? Are you comfortable describing uh, who Felix Rodriguez was? Yeah, he was a he was a co he was a cop in Cuba, mm -hmm. and I believe in maybe 1960 he linked up with Bush, um, with part of the Iran Contra, I believe, the, and he. Actually, go ahead. Yeah, no, the, I I believe the Iran Contra came came back. Uh, that's the 80s. I think you're talking about maybe the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. I'm sorry, the Bay of Pigs. Yes, and Bay that's Pigs. when he brought over the people from Cuba. Yeah, where he brought brought over the the guys from Cuba. So basically, his connection was with Bush, um, and his connection to Cuba. And I know at the time that there was the Cuba cri the Cuba missile crisis exactly. going on. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, they were trying to stop that, and they were using, and I've heard you say, and I, I know I'm kind of bouncing around, and, you know, you could bring this all together. I just kind of spitting out some thoughts. 
when you brought up uh, Har- Harvey Oswald, um, you know, it's kind of obvious that he was a patsy, and they they said he was a socialist uh, sympathizer. Right. And that being said, that made people automatically turn the blind eye to the fact that it could not, that it may not be him. They did a very, especially back in 1963, the propaganda was so strong back then that what was broadcasted, which was casted, spelled through the TV, was believed by a lot of people, or what was program through the radio your radio programming so these people were programmed and so so then when people started to question the conspiracy of jfk that's when the cia and everybody coined the term conspiracy theorists to discredit anybody that questioned the government that's when that term really came to be so uh, it all comes together in a big circle, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what, you know, those, there was, you know, Bush basically in my book, I believe played a big role in this. And he has, was able to escape through it. Right. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? No, I, I think uh, just kind of, I'm going to, uh, I agree in the fact that, uh, you know, in the 1950s and 40s, people, they never thought the need to question anything, right? Because they, they, they actually believed anything that was printed uh, was basically sound, you know, it was it was the truth. There wasn't uh, any uh, any debating. If it came from an official reputable source, you just bought it. Uh, and so uh, right. the, the government had a, back then they had a lot of power uh, to incriminate somebody and uh, they had the power to generate a story and everybody would follow suit, especially in the, in the 50s, you know, 40s and 50s when they had that, this, this whole thing called the Red Scare where, where, they, where people were afraid of death to speak up because they would, they would um, nominate you as, or not nominate you, but they would describe you as a communist. And so a lot of actors would uh, would actually be uh, their careers. You would have your whole life basically destroyed. So if you sp- if you spoke about about something that I, I would this is me thinking about uh, you know people would think twice uh, about the official uh, narrative uh, because uh, you would be afraid to to be labeled a kook or be labeled. Uh, um, uh, conspirator or to be labeled a uh, tinfoil hat you right, know right, you, right. You, you don't want to look like you know that, that's how yeah absolutely you know? so you know the more i got to think i'm a i get a little nervous when you first get on and you asked me about felix rodriguez and like i mean maybe you could help me with this a little better no, or doing... we could like put our heads together on this no you're doing but great. like um I didn't want to bring it up because I wasn't like thousand percent sure, you know. But I thought there was some sort of story or some sort of, you know. I heard that George Bush was training Cubans in Miami For to them. to attack America. Is that is that about right? And that's how we met Felix Rodriguez. Yeah, I haven't. Doing that. Uh, and, 
I've never really delved too too deeply into into uh, Felix Rodriguez. Uh, actually, it, it, so I'm glad that you mentioned it. But f from the information that I got, is actually that he was he was a former uh, CIA officer, actually, um, and he's the one that uh, that participated in, in in the Bay of Pigs, which was actually it was a plot for the U.S. to uh, to have uh, Cuban dissidents and Cuban citizens uh, invade Cuba. And, and take over the country from the reins of Fidel Castro, which happened to be uh, a dictator in Cuba and, and, and a sympathizer of the of the Soviet Union at the time. And as we spoke before about, uh, you know, the whole connection of the Cuban Missile Crisis, Cuba being a strategic point because it's so close to the U.S. and, and you know, Russia having plans to set up, uh, having plans to set up a, a base of operations with nuclear capabilities, um, near the U.S. I mean, it was just a can of worms back in the 60s uh, when JFK was yep. was president. You know, you had, you, first you have this, the, the Cold War going on. You had the potential of, of, of uh, having a military base in Cuba, which is only 90 miles away from, from, from Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, back, I don't, I know it's illegal now, but back in those days, you can't just send people to assassinate a leader, you know, a world leader. So what, what the U.S. would do is that they, they set up a, a crew of, uh, of of Cubans to create an invasion, and they were supposed to uh, uh, help them. Um, you know, they, were, they sent these people in, uh, they created uh, an attack, and then they were supposed to back them up, but uh, at the last minute, uh, the U.S. backed down, and so they basically left these people to uh, to fight on themselves, and I think most of them passed away. And, um, and that's where Felix Rodriguez comes. He's actually an officer who was... Uh, possibly involved into getting all this this thing uh, you know in action and, and getting it together right getting it jumping off exactly right. and then he meets up with bush and then here's where history gets us now this kind of strays away i'm not going to stay away from it i'm just not trying to get off subject but where him <coughs> and bush link back up is what i brought up the iran concert this is where i got confused was he was the CIA agent at the time of the Iran-Contra, and, and Bush was the vice president. Okay, yeah, and yeah. yeah. at the time, he was the one that, that, was the, the, that received the phone call and told the world that the plane had crashed. Through, right. uh, and, you know, that got, didn't that get revealed through Oliver North's uh, diary or whatnot? Yes, yes exactly. So uh, what... What happened? What happened? Just briefly, to for those that don't know the the, the contra uh, the, the Iran um, what, what is contra? What would you call it? Iran contra. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So what 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 would happen is during um, so this is something this is something that was going on behind the scenes um, and it was the affair. That's the word. The Iran contra affair. So it was actually a, a scandal uh, in the United States that came to light in the mid '80s, when we uh, we had uh, Ronald Reagan as the president of the U.S. and we had George uh, H.W. Bush, who was George Bush, you know, the president during two, uh, 2001. Uh, that was his father, and he happened to be the vice president at the time. So what had happened was that this actually involved a, a complex series of covert and illegal activities uh, that both brought, you know, that broke foreign policy uh, and what they were doing is they were uh, funding uh, the uh, rebel group uh, in Nicaragua which is a, a nation in Central America uh, these guys were called uh, 
anti-Sandinista rebels, and they were they were fighting against uh, the, the people, b b basically trying to create a military coup. Um, so so that's that, and then when the, the, when all this came came to light, I think what they were doing is they were sending mo money to Iran. Uh, the U.S. was sending money to Iran, and Iran was actually providing weapons uh, to the uh, to yeah. the anti-Sandinistas. And when all this came to light, you can imagine, you know, I mean, you could. Uh, uh, Reagan could have lost his presidency over it, you know. Um, yeah, didn't he get shot? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reagan got uh, he almost got assassinated in 1980, actually. So this was it was it was before yeah. it was the first year of presidency. Yeah. And, but George Bush was his then vice president at the time, also, and he right. became president in that short time. He's the only president to serve more than he served two terms as a vice president one as a full president and then two years as a i forget he filled in as president i'm not sure how long it was for reagan though but he he served multiple terms as president though i think more than anybody else who's that reagan george bush senior oh yeah george, yeah because he was vice president twice he was president once and then he also when he was vice president, it was president when Reagan was shot. He oh, took over president. Oh yeah, okay, I see. Yeah, but when he was when 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 uh, Reagan was recuperating, he was a de facto president, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. You're right. So <laughs> I know that he only did as a, as a full fledged president. He only served uh, one term. He served from eighty eight to ninety two, uh, and then that's when the, in ninety two is when we elected uh, Clinton. So he, he lost his re man. He, yeah, he lost his reelection. Went from one 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 honest man to the next, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know that's crazy. So I'm, I'm looking here. I'm looking here at the connection of Felix Rodriguez uh, and George H. W. Bush. Um, like like you mentioned, there's a connection with the the Bay of Pigs invasion. Um, you know, at that time, uh, George H.W. Uh, Bush was uh, was a high-ranking uh, CIA officer at the time, and obviously he had he had the knowledge uh, and the connections to the operation. Um, both Rodriguez and Bush had careers with the CIA. Bush served actually as a director of the CIA from '76 to '77. I did not know that. Uh, while Rodriguez worked on various mm -hmm. covert operations, particularly those related to anti-Castro activities in Cuba. So there's overlap there. Uh, now, in regards to the Iran-Contra affair, Rodriguez became widely known for his involvement uh, in the Iran-Contra affair during the Reagan administration. It says here that he played a key role in uh, providing support to the Contra rebels, okay, the anti-Sandinistas we spoke about, uh, which involved covert and controversial arm uh, sales to Iran. And uh, at this time, George Bush was actually the vice president, so there's a connection there. Uh, and, you know, these guys, it, it's a small circle of people, so... I'm sure they they bumped uh, they bumped shoulder many times. It would be this. Uh, yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, this is a pretty uh, unique figure, uh, you know, and it's it's a name that not that many people know about. It would make make a it would make a good good uh, movie about this guy's life. He was involved in a lot of important things. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah. and that's what you know when I when, that's what comes to my mind because no one talks about that. No one talks about him that no one talks about that whole connection i mean some people do right but it's rarely talked about when we talk about this subject 
you know, you hear the basic stuff, you hear the knowledge, you know, all those things. But we never talk about the breath, like who's behind it, really? Why did they do this? And what, you know, what came of it? And today, how today do you see the same tactics being used and how is it affected today? And I think it's pretty uh, obvious um, every, you know, that it was, I think the game plan was laid by, I hate to say it, but George Bush, mm. you know, and, and then it's just, just so ironic that his son, you know, uh, Bush was, this is, I know a little off topic, but George Bush senior was responsible for getting the world trade center built. I believe it went up in 1969. Yes. Yeah. And it just it just so happened that his son was the president and took him down. Yeah, um, there's, there's a lot of there's in a 2001. There's a lot of connections there. Definitely. 33 years later. You know, there's a lot of connections there, definitely, especially with like when you get to uh, when you kind of like you mentioned, it's important to know who were the players, uh, you know, who was the, the players in the background when things were happening. That's yeah, the, once you can figure once you figure out who these players are and it seems to be like you said, it's a circle and you, you start to pull up the same names like Nixon. We didn't mention Nixon. He was the vice president at the time. He was associated with Bush at the time. Yes. So, you know, so Nixon and... Hello? You cut off there. Yeah, there's a lot of... It's interesting when you realize... When you kind of do... You you do a step back and you start, like, analyzing uh, world events um from a behind the scenes player the cast of you know your cast of players from the back which most people don't don't do that it's a great point that tim had um very interesting so yeah um you have to do a show on my as so i'm going back to the lines happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving to everybody uh yeah madman mark him i definitely have to do a show with them and um Believe it or not, um, I am connected to uh, to Madman Markham, uh, to the true guy. I, I, I have a, a direct connection to him. I uh, I've spoken with him. Uh, not you know I've texted with him, and uh, yeah, he's the the real deal. So I'm gonna ask him if he wouldn't mind uh, one of these days coming on and sharing what he's been doing. But yeah, he's still alive, and he's not the you know when you look at the Madman Markham, uh, he's a very famous uh, art art bell celebrity. He's not your um, he's not the red hair uh, guy that well, if you do a search that shows up. Um, so it will be interesting asking him if he'll be willing to come in. Now I'm gonna I want to build more of a of an audience uh, before I even think about asking him to come into the program so I can have an interview with him but yeah i'm uh, i'm in touch uh have access to him i've uh spoken with him in the past uh, via messages so he's still alive he's still doing well um and i don't think he's doing anything with with, with time anymore but he's uh, definitely an interesting character of our day and age um i just want to make sure that uh, tim's doing well he just kind of abruptly disappeared but um but yeah we're getting close to the eight o'clock hour. Uh, tomorrow being Thanksgiving, I don't know if I'm going to come on, but I, I might make a surprise. Uh, maybe around eight, eight, eight o'clock tomorrow, 
just to uh, say hello and hopefully I'm not under the weather um, so well thank you guys for listening tonight and um, uh, hope all you guys have a great uh, Thanksgiving tomorrow and um, keep keep li- okay we, we got them one second here call from Tim hey buddy what happened uh, I think I got disconnected there. Sorry about that. Okay. Must have been uh, Felix Rodriguez probably got to your line, man. Yeah, we were getting <laughs> a little too deep. They were like, all right, all right. <laughs> Tim, shh, shh, shh. Right? Don't even start talking about Batista. Don't even <laughs> talk about Batista. No, I'm sure. <laughs> That's fine. So, yeah. I was, yeah. So, yeah, I was telling the... Um, the audience, uh, Mike at RPL Experience, uh, actually uh, was mentioning doing a show on Mad Men. Markham, who uh, is one of the, you know, one of these. Um, th- there's always these characters that have, that become like Art Bell lore and part of the Art Bell. I love so, that guy. I know who he is. Yeah, so everybody knows who he is. This oh, is yeah. the, the guy who built a homemade time machine uh, back in the late '90s yeah, and he- disappeared for two years and was transported to the future. And uh, he has the papers. To show uh, that that uh, what he did was legit, and I was telling people that I have I have uh, direct access to him uh, now. I know where he's at. Uh, I know what he's doing, and uh, I've I've uh, exchanged uh, text messages uh, messages with him in the past. But uh, prior to me uh, even trying to ask him if he would be uh, willing to to do an interview, I, w- I have to make sure that we we have a stable and, and large audience. That's you know that's. That's worth his time, but yeah, he's yeah. Uh, or if I think that would, if you didn't have one afterwards, you would definitely have one because I'm sure a lot of people would love to hear from him because I listened to it. I listened to it recently. I love listening uh, about time traveling and stuff. You yeah, know, um, it's forever interesting to me. No, definitely. That's uh, <laughs> that's definitely one of a. Uh, that, that's one of my main, uh, you know, my, my the name of my channel is called the Time Traveler Show. That's always been one of my passions. Uh, it's the research into time travel. There's also a gentleman named Ronald Mallet, who's uh, I don't know if you guys heard of Ronald Mallet. Uh, he is um, he's a professor, I believe he's a Colombian, uh, Columbia University, and uh, I am friends with him as well. He is. Uh, American theoretical physicist uh, and he works at the University of Connecticut he's been there since 75 and uh, this gentleman has um, his own theories behind time travel as well he's very well known and um, if you guys can research him Ronald and then Mallet M-A-L-L-E-T-T basically if you're interested in time travel and the theory behind it, no better person to listen to than than a uh, than a physicist who's worked for a high university since '75, and I have access to him as well. Uh, he's been getting up. He's 78 years old. He's 78 years old. So I would love to um, ask him if he would do a, also an interview. So yeah, pick his brain would be amazing. Yeah, That'd no, be really cool. It's really cool, and you know, time travel is, is my particular. Uh, Topic of choice uh, when it comes to. So then, if you're in the, t- if you love time travel, did you get into the show Timeless when it when it was out? I did not. No, no, I did not get into that. I show. highly suggest it. I highly suggest it. It was only on for two seasons, 
Um, and it was maybe it was one of the best shows ever really? to come out. And I mean, they they did the JFK with the uh, they did the 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 blimp. You know what I'm talking about? That oh that the the Hindenburg in New York. The Hindenburg. Yeah, the Hindenburg. Yeah. They did. Uh, what if Hitler? You know, had the you know got a hold of the bomb and they went and got the bomb from Hitler. I mean, they it was it is a very good show. Anybody that likes time travel it was very on point um you know there's so many there's so many shows on, on time travel and this one is one that i definitely missed because i don't i don't even recall um i don't even recall hearing about it it was on nbc yeah and it was for two years two seasons maybe for like one year right so like two seasons and it was my sister and i were i mean we loved it in the it was, we said they were saying too much truth. There's no way this show will last. And lo and it behold. It was way, yeah, it was gone quick. They had, the whole time, they had, like, what was the Illuminati. They're, like, chasing this dude around, trying to stop him. So when he would time travel, he there would be, like, the Illuminati trying to stop. He would, like, he was trying to stop Lincoln from getting shot. Wow. It was very good. I mean, it's if you like what's the other one quantum leap i love quantum leap the yeah. old one the new one i saw the i saw a few I, episodes I, I, of the i tried to get into the new one i saw a few episodes of it um it was okay i remember when i was a kid it used to be big in the 80s um have you seen you know speaking of which this one kind of marries both the jfk assassination and it marries time travel there's a steven spielberg book it's called 11 and it's actually made into a TV uh, miniseries back in 2016. If you guys want to watch an awesome series, uh, you can find it in Hulu. It's it's uh, it's it's just the numbers 11, 22, 63. I think it's like seven or eight episodes, uh, and it talks about a time traveler uh, who goes back uh, to the day prior to the assassination of JFK and tries to stop it. This is an amazing time traveler and JFK subject uh, show. I don't know if you got, yeah, that I don't know. Very good. Yeah, no, it's 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 amazing. If you, uh, I read the book when it first came out, and then a few years later they they released the show, and the show did a really good job. It did justice for the for the book itself. Uh, great characters, great plot, great storyline. I mean, if you guys want to do something for your Thanksgiving, watch the show Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three on Hulu. Um, I think that's the only. I place. like I like the name of it just alone. I, I'm I'm I get infatuated with numbers for yeah. some reason. So, and you can actually if you have uh, like Amazon if you have Amazon Prime, um, you can buy the whole thing for nineteen bucks. So it's I think it's only one season and it runs um, it runs eight episodes. But trust me, it's um, it's a really cool show, man. It's with a. Uh, um, what's his name? Um, actor guy uh james franco uh you know oh, he, okay yeah he plays the, like the main character uh watch it it's a, it's an amazing I show might have, i might have watched some episodes of it now that you said james franco was the actor i remember him doing like a time travel show i think it was on i can't remember what app i watched it on like was it like maybe during the, the pandemic did it come out uh no this came back this actually came out streaming in 2016 Okay. Yeah. Okay. But for all for everybody, uh, yeah. Gonna... So watch it. It's um, 
is produced by Bad Robot, who was a company that produced Lost. I was a huge Lost fan, but the ending of the ending of the series you know, was just horrible. I don't know if you ever got into Lost. I never really got into that. You never got into Lost, yeah. Yeah, I never. No, because I never just. I I'm. I don't know where you stand with this, but I'm not really a big, firm believer in dinosaurs too much. Um, <laughs> so I, I I just you know I don't really get into it all that much. I just feel like it's propaganda. Yeah. I know some people will laugh at that, um, but hey, tweet you know, tweet his own brother. I, I wasn't there, you know, I didn't live that far, and I never seen a dinosaur, so it's hard for me to fathom it. Sure, no. I, <laughs> yeah, no, there's a big, uh, there's a lot of people that, that have that hold to those beliefs as well. Um, so, well, uh, Tim, I'm going to kind of, I think I will, tomorrow, I'll text you if I want to, if you want to do a, a, a tandem show tomorrow, maybe like around 8 o'clock or, or 7, uh, we can probably throw in some topics and we can do something in tandem tomorrow. Being Thanksgiving, I don't know if you're, you know, because usually my, by, by, by 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, uh, they're, they're pretty much going home. So I can text you tomorrow if you want to do that. You got cut off again. Yeah, you got cut off again. Well, I'll text you. Um, Thank you for helping out, and then uh, we, we, we there's a strong possibility that we'll be uh, I'll be back tomorrow uh, just to deliver some more online stuff for you guys. Uh, thank you everybody for joining today. Have a great Thanksgiving. Make sure you eat a lot of food, watch a lot of football, count your blessings, spend time with family, and get ready uh, to listen to us again tomorrow. Thank you guys. Have a good night.